Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to r slash Entitled People, where people truly believe the world revolves around them and nobody matters. And in this episode, guys, Entitled Idiots are getting what they deserve yet again. We've got Entitled Officers, people messing with firefighters, terrible co-workers, Karens attacking staff. Oh boy, I hope you guys enjoy today's stories. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. So about a decade ago, I worked an early morning shift at a fast food restaurant. We opened at 6am, so I had to be at work at 5am. I would leave my house at about 4.45 every morning. Management was pretty relaxed about the opening shift. Clocking in 10 minutes late wasn't really an ordeal, as long as you showed up ready to go. So on this day, I came outside at 4.45 to find a local police officer has pulled someone over and is now blocking my driveway. Now this has happened before, but normally it's in the afternoon, and normally I just ask the officer to move forward or back a couple of feet, and then pull in and out of the driveway. No sweat. I walk up to the officer and ask him politely to move his vehicle, as I need to get to work. Pretty straightforward. This officer, however, angrily informs me that I'll have to wait until he's done. And can't I see that his work is much more important than my work? At that, I snap a picture of his car, text it to my manager, and explain my tardiness. 40 minutes later, the police officer finally moves, and I scramble in my car and head to work. I get there 15 minutes before we open, and I'm frantically starting to brew tea, fetch ice, having to condense my 50-minute routine into 15 minutes. I almost forgot to brew coffee. Opening time rolls around, and the first group of customers comes in. It's a group of our local police officers, led by the captain. I guess they're about to do a shift change. One of the officers in the group is the one who blocked my driveway. Anyways, the captain orders his coffee, and I regretfully inform him that there's a 5-minute wait on coffee because I got to work extremely late due to an officer blocking my driveway. The captain then asked for more information, so I pulled out my phone and explained that one of his officers blocked my driveway for 45 minutes for a routine traffic stop and wouldn't move when I asked. The captain then proceeds to chew out that officer in front of all of his colleagues and exclaims that nothing short of a life or death emergency should block my driveway if it will interfere with him getting his morning coffee. Of course, I was never blocked again. Never saw that cop again and the captain always got his coffee at 6am without interruption. Now that is a great little revenge guys, but the thing that gets me is the captain does sound a bit entitled as well. Only chewing out that officer because he's not getting his coffee on time. And this person comments, this is hardly accountability. The captain did not give a crap about the blocked driveway. The captain was annoyed he got personally inconvenienced. 
A little over a year ago, I started working as an electrician with my dream company. I got good hours, $25 per hour, great coverage, and a crap ton of experience. My employer was a decent, family business kind of guy who always commended me on my work, and he understood whenever I needed to take time off, which I tried to limit to as little as possible. Yep, I was living the good working life, until we hired a man named Carl. Now Carl was a man's man. He was a big, beefy, jock kind of dude who strived to be as manly as possible. Any guy who deviated from the path of manliness was relentlessly ridiculed and humiliated by Carl to no end. He would make people's lives miserable. If you used work gloves, you were ridiculed, as real men work with their bare hands. If you hate spiders, you were ridiculed. Men aren't afraid of anything. If you're too lazy to stand and use a urinal and liked sitting, you were ridiculed. The guy was an absolutely sickening sight to most guys on site, and I was one of, if not the most, picked on guy. It seemed that everything I did was an invitation for the guy to take a verbal dump on me. I even brought it up to my employer, but Carl played the innocent card so he was never caught. So the ridicule continued for a while until I had enough. This man was a thorn in my side for way too long, so I wanted revenge. I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but I was determined to get this jerk back. Thankfully for me, Carl was a boaster, and he boasted about a lot of stuff he really shouldn't have. One such thing was the time he got away with insurance fraud. As he tells it, his parents used to spoil him rotten. In his early 20s, they bought him a car and insured it for everything. Fire, theft, vandalism, the whole nine yards. But the ungrateful, entitled brat wasn't happy with the car they got him. He wanted mom and dad to take the car back and buy a different one, but they refused. No matter how much Carl complained about the car they bought him, they wouldn't budge, and he would have to deal with it until he ran the car into the ground. That was, until his friend suggested the crazy idea of falsifying an insurance claim. So with that, Carl reports his car stolen, and it was found by police three days later, burnt out in a back of a lot. His insurance net him with a great sum of money, which he then used to buy a better car, the one he wanted and fully insured it. He even boasted about how the insurance company in full name never caught him and how stupid they were. It was at that very point I thought this is how I'd get back at him. So I let a coworker who was also sick of Carl in on the plan. I would record him admitting to committing insurance fraud and then send a copy of the recording to the police and the insurance company. I bought a little recording device and I hid it in my back pocket during work. When Carl was in earshot, I started up a conversation with my coworker about how I'd used to get away with stealing candy bars from a corner store I lived by when I was a kid. As soon as Carl heard me, of course with his attitude, he had to one-up me, so he retorts with, Huh, that's nothing, you wuss. Listen to this. Which I took as my cue to start recording. At that very moment, the fool of a man blabbered everything, and he did a good job of giving details. At the end of it all, just to seal the deal, I said to him, Really, Carl, last name? You actually didn't like the car your parents bought you, so you set it on fire and got away with insurance fraud? With his arms folded in triumph and a smug look upon his face, he replies, You're damn right. I'm smarter than I look, especially smarter than both of you dumbasses. So that night, I took my proof home, and I used a burner email account to send it to the local police station and his insurance company. Three days later, Carl did not come into work. He didn't come in the next few days either. 
I eventually learned that he got arrested at home. Whether it was for insurance fraud or what, I don't know. So not a super big revenge story with a climactic ending, but I'm definitely satisfied with the outcome. So yeah, whether or not he got arrested for admitting to committing insurance fraud or not, that's super duper entitled guys. I don't like the car my parents bought me, so I'm just gonna set it on fire to get money from insurance to buy the car I really want. Like holy cow, some people really go to great lengths to get what they want. And this post reminds me of one TikTok I saw a long time ago, where this one girl gets a brand new Cadillac SUV for her birthday or something, and she hated the color. So she ends up crashing it so she could get the color that she wanted. Some people, I tell ya. This happened a few years back, when I worked at a hotel. Being employed at a hotel, I dealt with my fair share of entitled people. I myself was initially employed as a maintenance engineer with simple responsibilities. I would test pool chemicals, replace filters, room maintenance, etc. However, during the spring, I was changed to overnights pulling security, while one of the night guards was headed off to do his two weeks of army training. Luckily for me, I was also getting paid slightly more for that shift, so I didn't complain much. As a night guard, you had to be keeping the peace around the hotel, all six floors. Now this wasn't a hassle because I had a backup guy with me most nights, so I wasn't alone handling some ruffians whenever they caused a stir. One night, we had a group of adults hanging by the pool around 11pm, after the pool was closed half an hour earlier. It was something I was used to, so I entered the pool area and told them, the party of six, that the pool was officially closed at 1030 Of course, I get a couple of scoffs, and some complaining after, but they weren't too much in a hurry to get out. Taking their sweet time to get out, dried off, and then head out to the elevator. I also noticed that they left around 9 bottles of alcohol near the pool, and I had to clean up after them, which was no big deal. Around 30 minutes later, we got a noise complaint from the 5th floor, where some people were playing extremely loud music next door. I told the front desk lady that I'd check it out. Sure enough, I got up to that room that was complained about and knocked on the door, getting to see one of the patrons from the pool area answer the door. The guy looked like he would fall over out of exhaustion if you gave him a breathalyzer. He says to me, yo, sup security dude. I tell him, good evening, I'm here to remind you to keep it down. I could hear you from across the building. People are trying to sleep. He then says to me, so what? It's not my fault they can't sleep through it. To which I reply, it will be your problem if we need to come back. We have plenty of pilots and businessmen that are staying the nights and they need to sleep. He then says, F off kid, slamming the door in my face. And then they turned the music down to an acceptable level. I shrugged it off and headed back down to my post to check in with the front desk lady. I gave her the lowdown and went back to waiting for another call. Not even 30 minutes later, we got a call from a different room complaining of a smoking scent coming from the room next to theirs and loud music being played. I checked the fire panel and sure enough, the smoke detector was disconnected from the room that I just visited. At this point, I was unnerved at their audacity to keep disturbing the peace. But then again, they seemed to be drunk off their asses, so I head back up there and knock on the door. Sure enough, the music quiets and someone creeps up to the door. Someone had stuffed a towel under the door so no smoke could escape. And here's a fun fact, that doesn't work. They were trying to remove it without being noticed. I lick my lips out of irritation and wait for them to open the door again. Slowly, a guy opens the door with the light off and holy hell, there's a whiff of weed in the room. 
He says to me, can I help you? To which I respond, yeah, we got a complaint that your music is loud and we got an alert saying your smoke alarm was disconnected from your wall. Is everything alright? He then says, F off, we're fine. Why do you people have to be so effing nosy? Leave us alone. I respond, well, for one, I'm here to keep the hotel from going to crap. And two, I'm one of the maintenance people here. If your smoke head is acting up, I need to ensure it's working properly. The idiot tells me, well, you can't right now. It's too dark in here to see. At that, I smirk and flip up the light switch, and lo and behold, he and his party were getting lit like the 4th of July. They had little baggies on the floor filled with green leaf goodness, a couple of zippos, and broken liquor bottles all over, and this is when crap starts to hit the fan. The guy screams at me saying, what the F man, we're trying to sleep here. I say to him, it looks like you're doing more than sleeping, what's in those baggies? He says to me, none of your damn business, now get the hell out of here. I respond, it's absolutely my business, and I'm kicking you out and finding the room for smoking. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both, in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He then screams at me, Chill out, mother effer. We're not even smoking cigarettes. I respond, I'm pretty sure you don't have any cigarettes in here, especially from what I'm seeing and smelling. I'm partial to getting the police involved here real quick, but I'll tell you what. You can get out, take the fine, and find another hotel. Or I'll call the local police and have them arrest you for possession. It's at that point he screams, Oh, F you. I've had enough of you rent-a-cops. It's at that point I tell him, You have 15 minutes to grab your stuff, starting right now. I then shut the door and start walking towards the elevator, feeling a bit irritable, but shrugging it off as I walk. A couple of seconds, the door opens, and I don't think much of it, but in an instant, I felt something slam into the back of my skull with a strong force. I lunge forward and turn around to see the same D-bag I just talked to, grabbing an unopened bottle of ale and smacking me in the back of the head with it, and I was livid. Bear in mind, I'm not the strongest guy, but I can take a hit. I'm around 5'8 and around 250 pounds, so I'm a bit on the heavier side. I glare at him straight in the eye, and out of his drunken vigor, he decides to take another swing at me. I block the bottle with my arm and pulled out my baton, knocking the inside of his knee to get him to fall forward. 
As he did, he dropped his bottle, and I quickly kneed his back so he fell on the ground and cuffed him. The guy starts squirming and cursed me out, waking up most of the floor and having people come out of their rooms to see the commotion. The other party people were shaking and scurrying towards the elevator with their belongings, where I followed after them and headed down to the lobby. Girl number one screams, are you going to arrest him? Girl number two says, he could arrest us too. The guy says, no, he's just a stupid rent-a-cop and he won't arrest you. He just likes showing off. I say to him, I can't arrest you, but I'll leave that to police. He then says to me, because you're too effing fat to be a cop. So we arrive to the lobby, and the rest of the party bolts for the elevators to the ground floor so they can get the F out of the hotel. I bring the guy down and throw him into a chair, and tell the front desk lady who was panicking at the time to call the police. She gets off the phone with them and says it'll be 30 minutes. Meanwhile, the guy sitting in the chair spouting profanities until an officer comes about 35 minutes later. The officer walks up to the desk and turns to the guy, and the officer shakes his head slightly in disbelief because he recognizes the guy. It turns out he had a warrant for his arrest in another city for possession, selling, assault, and attempted murder. The officer wasted no time calling up his buddy, who must have been waiting downstairs in a squad car. The officer asked if he assaulted me and if I want to press charges. I accepted, and also mentioned that there was a stash of drugs up in the room. We went back to the room, and sure enough, there were still some drugs hiding in the cracks and crevices, the toilet bowl, the sink, even under the mattress. We went back to the guy, who denied having possession of any drugs, until the officer dangled the baggie in front of him. He was escorted down to the squad car, and that was the last I heard of him. Funnily enough, a few days later, I found out that the room wasn't even in his name, but it was one of the girl's names. It turns out she was also wanted, and her card had the billing address of where she was actually living with the second girl. Overall, I had one of the crappiest nights of my life dealing with these people. My head hurt for a week, but there was no major bleeding, but there was a bump. Was it worth it? Probably. It was totally worth it. Oh my goodness, guys, like what an idiot that guy was. Like if you're a criminal and you're wanted, the last thing you'd want to do is draw attention to yourself or do something that'll attract police, like beating a security officer having loud disruptive parties, drugs in your hotel room. Like, I will never understand these types of people. Just dumb, entitled, and they deserve to be arrested. Okay, so here's some background. I worked as a firefighter, as an investigator for an independent department. For some information, an investigator's the rank of lieutenant, and was based out of a large station, with two engines, one newer tower ladder truck, which is relative later, one chief car, and one utility truck. Every day, the food duties changed from firefighter to firefighter, and it was my chief's turn to cook when this happened. My friend Bob worked as a GM of a small grocery store. There was a long, empty space in front of the store, marked with the following sign, Emergency Vehicles Only. Enter the Entitled Jerk. The Entitled Jerk had a nice-looking BMW car, and always parked in the above spot every week. Bob told the Entitled Jerk that he couldn't park there, and he responds, I can park wherever the F I want. I make more money in a day than you make in a week. So that's when my friend Bob calls me, complaining about the entitled jerk. I agree to go and watch the spot. So I get into our utility truck, which had the department decals on the door, and a single red light on the dash. I park in the emergency vehicles only spot. And as I'm walking in, I hear, Hey, you can't park there, it's my spot. 
I turn and look at the entitled jerk and say, Excuse me? I'm on official duties and I can park here. This spot's reserved for my vehicle. Pointing to the decal on the door. The entitled jerk then looks at me and says, You can't be a firefighter, you're a girl. Move your truck and leave, C-word. Now of course, I have a shocked expression on my face. I get really pissed off, walking into my friend's office to get more information about his problem with the entitled jerk. And that's when Bob explains the continuous parking violations, and I see a small notice on the fire suppression system, the sprinklers, that said inspection was coming up. At that, I smile and think, I've got a great idea. Cue the revenge. So I get some more information, leave Bob's office, and get into the truck heading back to the station. I arrive and head into my chief's office. I tell him of the entitled jerk, what he said, what he does on a regular basis, and the chief's face goes bright red. I then explain my idea, and he gets very happy. He rushes out and calls a station meeting, where I lay out my idea. We send out the station to do a fire drill slash inspection by sending the old truck and one station to the store. My friend will call the station the next time entitled jerk parks in the fire lane. Skip to two weeks later, Bob calls the station stating that the entitled jerk had just parked. As I'm thanking him, I hear his fire alarm go off. I rush and change into my investigator uniform. I tell the chief and we send the trucks out. We arrive and I see entitled jerk's car parked right in the emergency vehicle spot. I radio to have one engine pull right in front of Jerk's car and one truck to pull right beside the driver's side door. I get out and the engineer starts setting up the ladder, which means four very large and heavy support struts go down and one crushes the front of his hood. The alarm goes off. The lineman then breaks his window as he runs a large 5-inch draft line from the pump to the standpipes, which is the fire access to the sprinkler system right through his front seats. I go in to find Bob getting people out as the alarm's going off. The entitled jerk runs out of the store, sees his car, goes ballistic, and screams at us that we're destroying his car and we have to pay. The guy was screaming us to the point that I radioed the police dispatch and request a few officers to the store, as I had a mail that was impeding a fire operation. The dispatcher says that they'll send a few officers. So three officers show up, and I ask them to follow me. When they do, I call out, hey, leave my firefighters alone. The entitled jerk turns and sees me, and he rushes up screaming that I'll pay for damaging his car. I stop him and tell him if he didn't leave, he would be arrested. He then gets in my face screaming, You did this. I'll have your job for this. The guy is so mad that he actually gets in my face and goes and pushes me. And that's when the officers push and tackle the entitled jerk to the ground. After they cuff him, I calmly inform him that he was under arrest for assault and interference with a fire investigation, and that his car would be towed for parking in a fire lane. I later found out it was crushed. The entitled jerk got 12 months probation for pushing me and interfering with a fire operation. He also got a fine of $500 for parking, the cost of the tow, and he lost his nice BMW. The moral of the story is don't park where you shouldn't or bad things will happen. Yeah, this is exactly what happens when people think they're above the law, guys. Like, the thing was, there was probably so many open parking spots that the entitled jerk could have parked in. But no, he's gotta park in that special parking spot intended for emergency vehicles only. 
Like, that baffles me, guys, and hopefully he did learn a lesson, but who knows. If he makes in one day what most people make in a week, getting a new car is definitely not a problem, but getting rid of that entitled mentality, he's gonna need to work on that. And now, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash, Entitled People. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories, I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard, and if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here lady episode where a Karen invades OP's house thinking she's a doctor and refuses to leave until she's served. It's such a wild story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.